0: The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World
1: Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of
0: Lance J Radio Network. You're
1: listening to Jonesy and Brown. Both you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John
0: Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world famous Jonesy and Brown Show. That is Mike Jones. I am John Brown here to talk Philly sports with you guys until we don't feel like talking about it anymore. Um, Let's see. NFL season is now officially over. Super Bowl is done. Everything is done. Football is over. NBA All-Star Game was uh, last week. How much of the festivities did you watch?
1: I watched... um Well, the dunk contest and three point contest were on. Mm-hmm. The All Star game was on. Yeah. I have literally no recollection of any of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, because I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, yeah. but See, it I'm, was on. Yeah, same here. Same here. Are you one of the people
0: who just like were really really offended, angry at just what has become of the All Star game?
1: Yes, yes, yes. I absolutely am. That's why I wasn't paying attention because it's it's no longer a basketball game. Mm-hmm. There's, excuse me, guys aren't competing. Mm-hmm. The the beauty in sports is competition.
0: Yes, that
1: is true. When guys stop competing, what what's the mm-hmm. point? You know, if we're just in the gym shooting around. That's that's not fun. Nobody's coming to watch that. Mm-hmm. But that's basically what the all-star game is turned into.
0: Yeah. I guess for me, I feel like there's a long time coming. I feel like How it's so? been I feel like it's it's been this way for longer than people want to give credit for. This writing has been on the wall. I get people who say, you know what, game used to be more competitive. But for me, it was like, how much more competitive really was
1: it really? Well, it depends on how far back you go. Uh, I mean, we're old enough to go back to when the first half was fairly lackadaisical. Mm. You got to the third quarter. You could tell guys wanted to win. And when mm-hmm. you got to the fourth quarter, it was a real game. Mm-hmm. That we could live with that. But these like it gets to the third quarter and guys still don't care. Gets to the fourth quarter and it's so far gone it doesn't matter anymore. Uh-huh. I you mean, I,
0: I just felt like I, I felt like what happened on Sunday is something I felt was going to happen. I, I felt like this was coming for a long time. I felt like I was. I'm said. I I have been saying that, you know, we're gonna get a 200 point game. Somebody's gonna put 200 mm-hmm. points point points up in a game, and
1: because nobody's trying, you got these kind of guys out there and nobody playing defense.
0: And I feel like, but I, I feel like nobody's competing. It's it's just become another example of trashing this generation of superstars when I feel like this has been coming for a long time.
1: Well, see, here's the thing. It's, it does tend towards trashing these superstars, but mm-hmm. the problem is, like, when you have all these guys and you put them on, the one, on this court together, mm-hmm. the fans aren't going to be able to help but to wonder what would it look like with all these guys go actually try to go at each other. Mm-hmm. Like I'm we're not asking for NBA finals intensity. We're asking <laughs> for we're asking for summer pickup game intensity. Mm-hmm. They're not giving you that. That's where the disappointment comes. You why I mean? why is that? Why is it that it seems like
0: you can find a more competitive game at Drew League, Baker League, Sunny Hill League, any, like any type of summer game. Summer pickup game. Why is it that you can see more competitive basketball in arenas like that, but then on the All Star game, in the All Star game,
1: you get what you get. See, so these guys are all friends, and they're just partying that weekend. Okay, I mean, I I said like, to I mean, me- that's honestly what I think it is. These guys mm-hmm. like when we go back to when these games were more competitive, mm-hmm. we were talking about guys who. Honestly, didn't all like each other. Mm-hmm. Honestly, didn't want to play together. They wanted to beat each other. Mm-hmm. They wanted to prove I'm the man. And there, there was more of a sense of pride to it than now. It's just like, yeah, we're all friends. Who cares? We hang mm-hmm. out all the time anyway. We see mm-hmm. each other all the time. We talk all the time. It was a different environment completely when the game was more competitive. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Well, like I guess. But, but then, once again, you know, it's still the same guys that are playing in these summer league games. Why why are those situations more intense?
1: Well, those teams aren't all of those guys. Okay. You might have two or three of th- those guys sprinkled in, mm-hmm. but the rest of the team is going to bring the energy because they want to win.
0: Gotcha. So
1: you don't get an environment where it's all 24 guys taking the day off. Mm-hmm. You know the competitiveness is built in because for most of those guys, this means something. Mm-hmm. You know, most of those guys they get on the court with say Bronze playing at the Drew League. Mm-hmm. Those guys are bringing everything they got because this is mm-hmm. their only chance to ever play against Bronze, mm-hmm. and Bronze knock off off the street and embarrass them. Mm-hmm. So he's got to play at least to a certain level.
0: Mm-hmm. How long? Like, I know you, you played you played organized basketball. Through college, I played or, or into 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 college. Mm-hmm. Um, you play pickup. You know, uh, I I know you play pickup games. You played a lot a lot of, of pickup games in your day. Mm-hmm. Was, was there situations? Were you ever in a situation where you had a, where there was someone who either pl- played in the league or you know played at at, at a very high level of, of college was was around you mm-hmm. in a game, you know, Man. like what, what did that do for you? Absolutely. You personally, like I'm, I'm I say this to say, you know, that's never happened to me. You know, all right. ain't no, ain't, um, ain't no pros, ain't no, you know, top prospects or NBA players ever coming into a gym. I was playing in that never happened to me.
1: All right. So I'm in Maryland, small D2 school. Mm-hmm. Summer's in that gym. Okay. Like, right. you'll guess we had on a couple of years ago Sullivan Phillips. Yes, yeah, he ended up playing pro ball in overseas for several years. Bermuda national teams mm-hmm. played in Europe. Like he was there in school. Okay. There, but in the summers because we had a, it was a small private gym. Mm-hmm. There were several D one and D two players that would come play in the gym. Okay, those runs were intense
0: yeah
1: was, we weren't but again and i've been on the court with pros and other like, I, guys always want to win mm-hmm. because but then again that's like i said those are always situations where you might have one or two pros on the court the rest of the guys mm-hmm. are bringing their a game because this is their only ever chance to go against pros Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not, it's not. That's never going to, you know, turn into a lazy situation. Mm-hmm. the The NBA All Star Game is a very unique environment where you can either have these guys play hard, and it turns into a great show, where they could all just mentally check out because none of them want to be there because they've been partying all week. I mean, I I, I think it it
0: is what it is and it's a product of the it, it's a product of the environment that has been created for these players where it's now one big corporate party
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's one the, the all-star game is probably you know is is the biggest money grab uh, where no, it, well h- hold,
1: I will say hold that I, don't, all right. I was like go ahead, cuz I was just I, I, I agree with you. The environment has been created that promotes this, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to sound like it's all just the environment. The players have just as much a hand in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, was get, I was getting to that. Because these, <laughs> these guys have all been friends since they were 12, 13 years old, old now with travel, sports, mm-hmm. and AAUs. And I mean,
0: that, that, is what, that is what has become of, of organized basketball now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, there – I don't know how many times coming up in in high school or uh, or – we'll just say high school because in, in college, you know, it's a different story. But I don't know how many times in high school Michael Jordan played Patrick Ewing. Right. I don't know how many times.
1: Whereas – But, but that's, that's the thing. It's not just that I don't know if they played against each other. These kids now are playing texting, each other, call, no calling on yeah. their online gaming together, yeah. Yeah, social I, I, media I, exchanges. But like, yeah, that,
0: that that is that is just it. I don't know how many. I don't know how much interaction M- Magic yeah. Johnson and Larry Bird had with
1: one another, other than being on the basketball court and, playing and each that, other. And that's what I mean. Like these yeah. guys were on the court. I'm trying to beat you. I'm giving it everything I got to beat yeah. you. And then we go home and I never talk to you again yeah, until it's yeah. next time to play. Yeah, like, we're not it, developing a relationship. It was truly an adversarial dynamic. Yeah, but the, I, I think – The but competition I, and desire to be the best was hardwired in. Mm-hmm. These guys I, are friends.
0: Yeah. I I think – but that's, that's also a part of, like, what has – that's also a part of the, this environment. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, that's kind of been the blowback where it's like, okay, you know, we have been programming these kids to play each other, to hate each other, to want to compete against each other. And as they blow back, it's like, okay, we're putting ourselves on the line. I'm over here battling, like, like say, you know, you're the top, you're the top prospect from where you are, from where you come from. I'm the top, top prospect where I come from Mm -hmm. and my team wants me to, wants me to destroy you. Your team wants me to destroy, you know, wants you to destroy me. We battling, 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 battling mm-hmm. for these teams and these organizations and these companies to get rich while you and I are doing the battling. Mm-hmm. Still kind of poor.
1: And I think not really anymore.
0: I mean, not, not, I mean, but that's part of, you know, but uh, but the that's, part, is- that's part of the, the empowerment now. Things are okay. changing. Now, people, are, these here- players are taking more control and they're saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to hate this guy. I can play him.
1: I can compete with him. Don't want to hate him. But see, here's the thing. It's not just, oh, I don't have to hate him. Nobody's saying you have to hate him. Sports hate isn't real life hate. No, that, that is true. That is true. Okay. like. I can want to do everything I can to prove I'm better you and beat you, and not mean I hate you as a person. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. But but when we're out there and we're friends, some of that desire to beat you, like former players like Dr. J, even Jordan to some extent, were known to befriend guys they had to beat mm-hmm. because they knew. If I can get this guy to think of me as his friend when I come out on the court and I'm out here to kill him, he's lost his edge because he's like, Oh, I thought we were friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, well,
1: look, man, you know we, what I mean? We, like, we've got to now... take it to a point where it's like one summer we're competing against each other, next summer, you know what? Let's play together on the same AAUT. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's the desire to like be better mm-hmm. isn't the same.
0: Mhm. Uh, real quick uh got a comment your man bryant checked in said you can be friends but it's like they don't have it have pride in playing the game like what's left to motivate them can't be money because they have endorsement deals that pay more than their contract dudes ain't hungry because they've been fed all-star c- can be shelved for a couple of years to make people miss it eh. no I, I i hear you I understand what, you know, I understand what he's saying. I guess to me, it's like, you know, the, the pride, the pride isn't in the all-star game anymore. You know, nobody cares about East versus West. Nobody cares about team LeBron versus team Giannis or whatever. That's, you know, mm-hmm. the, that, that, that pride is gone.
1: But the you pride, know, the, the pride that I saw before mm-hmm. wasn't about oh, East versus West. It was just guys that, I'm on the court. I'm going to try to win every time. You're never going to beat me. Well, I, I guess to me,
0: like I said, I felt like, like this.
1: That this mindset was,
0: is gone. You, like, like, I like I guess I said I felt like this was more of a long time coming. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I feel like this has been been used as a, a, a vehicle to attack today's generation. So, first thing people will say, oh, man, Jordan would never do this. Kobe but would never do this.
1: And my Jordan first- and Kobe never did it. Kobe's last all-star
0: game. Kobe's last all-star game was 197 to 173.
1: Mm-hmm. What, go watch that game. Go watch it. Yes, yes. Go watch 197 third and, points. Go watch the third and fourth quarters of those games, though. And I promise you, you'll see competitiveness.
0: I'll also, you'll also see 197 points. How much competitiveness are you going to see?
1: The, the scoring is not the issue. Mm-hmm. If the score ends up being three hundred to two hundred and fifty, and guys play competitively, fans will be happy. They just be like, "Wow, these guys are amazing." When you're just standing, when you're just standing there and let the guy on the opposite team walk by you for a dunk, and don't even do that, that's when you're like, "Okay, you're not even trying." Mm-hmm. That's what we see in this All Star game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And th- that's what I, I'm trying to get across. It's not like we need, I don't need NBA finals intensity. Just compete. Don't stand there and let the guy go have his layup line like, oh, you're open. This will be fun to watch. No, mm-hmm. you're on the other team.
0: I think if you score, <laughs> if you score 100, I hear what you're saying. I, I think if you if, if score 197 points, there's, there's a couple of olays in there. I, absolutely. You know, there, there are a few more olays
1: in there. Absolutely, but, you know, like, I'm not arguing that. Mm-hmm. But this is what we said. Like, remember, we, we like pace yourself. in first game, first half, have fun. Third quarter, you ramp it up. Fourth quarter, compete. You mm-hmm. give me that. I don't need a whole game. Just give me that. Mm-hmm. We'll be happy with the All Star game.
0: But oh, man, I'm I'm just hoping next year get a good 300 to 250 game.
1: Everybody <laughs> scores 50. Everybody scores 50 points. <laughs> if they're if they're playing hard i'll be happy with it
0: mm, i i hear you i hear you uh real quick well, brian is on a roll man and once again hey if you're watching on facebook if you're watching on x if you're watching on uh on youtube join the conversation we'll talk to you it's all good wide open today brian says winning doesn't mean the same as it did in the 70s 80s and 90s there are people out who are okay with just getting by because sports today are designed to focus on sportsmanship participation, participation awards. Losing
1: is natural. You agree with that? We do live in the participation trophy generation, right? Like, it, it, it's you get, a, you get rewarded just for being out there. You, you get flowers for like, we see highlight videos of guys crossing over and not making the shot. Like you know, well, this this is the world we're in now. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, in, I, I, in, in my generation, it wasn't a highlight unless you finished a play, mm-hmm. I, and that that's an example you understand. Like,
0: yeah. I, I well, uh, well, if if I may briefly, mm-hmm. if I may briefly just use a, a a quick sports comparison because we talk about. Right now, who we talk we talk about elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and when we talk about elite quarterbacks in the NFL, you and I agree that there's one name on that list, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes I, is Patrick Mahomes is elite. Everyone else you can debate on whether or not. But pa- I right now, say, I
1: actually right say now, there are two, but the second one can't stay healthy. Who's uh, Burrow. Burrow. Okay, but when he but when he's on the field, he's elite. When he's he just elite. can't stay on, he just can't stay on the field.
0: Okay, but when I, I guess like for for the most
1: part, right
0: now, uh, the, the, the but this season tier, there was one because Burrow didn't play. Burrow didn't play. But back to basketball, top tier. You got top tier, greatest ever, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. That's it. And I felt like I I feel like the people who Jordan kept down
1: mm-hmm.
0: are held at a higher uh, at a higher regard than people who haven't won who haven't won currently your Barclays your Ewings your Malones mm-hmm. your Millers whereas yeah. but I I feel like
1: who won in the 90s Jordan Jordan and, and Jordan, Jordan and Olajuwon. Jordan and Olajuwon. Two of the greatest players ever. All time, hands down. All time. Top top five dudes. Olajuwon's the top five in his position. Period. Jo- Jordan's Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then you. So it's hard to knock people for losing to Jordan and Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. No. No, but
0: because because it's also you look at who lost to Jordan and Olajuwon, mm -hmm. who lost to Olajuwon, Ewing and Shaq. Let's see now who lost who lost who lost to Jordan Magic, Clyde
1: Drexler, Charles Barkley. Now I do want to say that like now recent generation. Now the thing is like now recently, Mm -hmm. the quote unquote greatest of this generation. Name a great player who didn't win on his watch. That's why these guys who didn't win are looked at differently. It's not like you weren't playing in a generation mm-hmm. where somebody just had the whole league in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was great won on bronze watch. KD, mm-hmm. Steph, Giannis, Dirk, who Timmy, like mm-hmm. dudes were winning. Mm -hmm. Braun didn't make it impossible for people to win championships. He has Mm -hmm. a losing record in the finals. So, and there were years where he didn't make the finals. Mm -hmm. So, when the field is that much more open, Mm -hmm. it's hard to make an argument for a guy who didn't get the job done Mm -hmm. or at least even get to a finals. Yeah. You know? Dame like, Lillard, Dame Lillard. Where do you put him?
0: It's a very talented scorer. Not one of the great. Not one of the greats of this generation. Would you call J- Dame Lillard one of the great, the best guards of this generation? I'm not even saying all time. It, you know, not all time. This generation, last twenty years.
1: One of the best shooters of the generation. One, one of, the of the best, best scorers shooters. of the generation. One of the best scorers of the generation. But not one
0: of the best. Not one of the best players of the last twenty-four years. We'll say the two thousands, two 2024. Dame Willard, not one of the best players of the last twenty-four years.
1: How many are we talking about when you say one of the best? Top 50, how, top how, 20, how, top how, how, 10. How I, no, I mean, what, this, this what,
0: what, what, whatever number, need, Whatever number you need to
1: put Dame Lillard in that conversation. I, I, but that's what I'm saying. Because if we're saying like if he's one of the top 100 players of the last 24 years, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 100 players. Okay. That's All right. what I'm saying. If you, okay. Uh D- if Dame you Lillard, ask him, do I think he's put, top 10 in the last 20 years? No, probably okay. not.
0: Okay.
1: okay. Fair enough. Russell Westbrook. James Harden. That's that's a tougher conversation, but uh top 10 probably not. Okay. Paul George. In the last 24 years. Mhm. So, it's 2024. 2024, Paul George. We're, which means we're going back to 2000. Yep. So you're looking at guys like Shaq just hit his prime in 2000. Yup, Tim Duncan's around. Yup, KG's around. Yes, he is. Chauncey Billups is around.
0: Yes, he is.
1: Rip food. Kobe's around.
0: Kobe's there.
1: Mamba's there. T Mac's around. T Mac, Iverson, it, it, is around. Jason, even too. though. Jason Kidd, even though I'm not this guy's hugest fan, you can't knock him. Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce, D Wade's okay. around. Yes. Bronze around. Yes. We're at we're at 10 already. Yes, yes. I, See, I understand. This is so this, this is what I'm saying, like, how many guys are we talking about when we talk mm-hmm. about this list over the last 24 years? Uh,
0: well, but what I'm what I am saying is you take those names that you just named.
1: Mm-hmm. And, then and you, you asked me if Dame, do you ask me if Dame if belongs in the group with and, them? And I'm no. Saying okay. Okay.
0: Fair enough.
1: It's opinion, man. You know, I mean, it's uh, like does a does, a does a does a help a Pete Kawhi Leonard belong in that group? Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. A Pete Kawhi litter belongs in that yes. group. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Joel Embiid. He he has the potential to get in that group but he's not there yet.
0: Not there yet. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine.
1: Mm. And some of it's been his injury hit, mm. injury misfortune but yeah. Yeah. it all it all factors in. Ben Simmons. No, nah, I'm am joking with you man. I'm I'm, I'm joking. Ben, ben Simmons retired from basketball 3 years ago, didn't he? He retired, but he didn't retire. Oh, no, he retired. Mm -hmm. He got the ball in the post against Trey Young, turned up at the rim, and decided, I don't want to play basketball anymore. (laughs) He said, You know what? I'm good. I'm cool. I'm
0: cool. cool. All right. All right. Uh, Real quick Brandon Roy over Damian Lillard. Who would you take?
1: A healthy Brandon Roy. Absolutely. I'm taking healthy Brandon Roy over Dame Lillard. Mm. Brandon Roy was. Brandon Roy was a beast. He, yeah, everything he wanted is game. He wasn't the Brandon most was athletic, problem. but he was athletic enough. You, and you man, have to assume if he had healthy knees, he would have been able to use his athleticism for a lot for longer. You looked at you looked at Portland with Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge, and you thought they was gonna be all right. Mm hmm. You thought they was gonna be all right. Yeah, him. Roy Heber had a lot mm-hmm. of game with him. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's what, but yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I mean. We start talking about these like great players, like yeah, these guys can put up, are putting up big numbers, Mm -hmm. but there's less defense and a lot more bad shots being happening right now.
0: True, true, true,
1: true. You know, when you ask me if somebody's a better basketball player, I'm looking at okay, what do you do to affect winning? Not Mm -hmm. just are you able to pile up stats. The easiest way to pile up stats is is to play bad basketball. Look, and we, we, we know
0: Mike Jones is your, your crusade to stop bad basketball. Absolutely. I know how much bad basketball hurts you. Me, I'm a fan of bad basketball because it makes you so angry. Not that I, I would have necessarily see it. Not that I necessarily think it, it, it'll work. Like you can win with it, but I just like the fact that it makes you so angry. That's why I'm such a big fan of James Harden and Russell Westbrook and and uh, Trey Young. Um, uh, who else? Who uh, there? There are more players on the horizon who will piss off Mike Jones. And we've got to do the the long story tribute to guards you can't win with. We talk about it a lot. We make mention of it when we talk basketball, but one day we need to do like a Hall of Fame of guards you can't win with. That might be forthcoming. We we might have to work on that.
1: That that might have to be a summertime show.
0: Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine.
1: That's fine. Oh, you no. Know, we'll it, see it, we'll, if, we'll see how the rest of this basketball season goes. <laughs> if Embiid's out if Embiid has to end up shutting it down, which we hope doesn't happen, yeah, and the Sixers yeah. fall apart, yeah, we might get into those type shows earlier.
0: They sure, they surely <laughs> fell apart on Thursday. The Sixers surely did fall apart on Thursday. They well, they got, they showed they some
1: fights. Sick. They just didn't have enough time. They were yeah. down twenty six at one point in that game, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, and they did get it back to six late. But mm-hmm. they they made. It. <laughs> I felt like
0: they, they they just kept they 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 didn't give up and that's something that you, you want mm-hmm. to see. They all showed right. fight like you said, they showed fight. But it was like sometimes when a team comes out shooting well, you see it and you know and you figure to yourself, you say to yourself, This is not going to last all game. This team is not gonna shoot like this all game. Mm-hmm. And you just need for things to slow down just a little bit, and maybe mm-hmm. you can climb back into it. Maybe you can climb back into this game. And you saw there were times when the Knicks slowed down, and and the Sixers were able to
1: climb back in, but just like that, the Knicks would then go right back up fifteen. But what did I say? My remember last week we had a DL Royster on. Mm-hmm. We were talking post trade day line, what the team looked like. And my I said my concern was with mm-hmm. a backcourt of Maxi Heel, Campaign, Kyle Lowry, and DeAndre Melton. When he comes back, these guys are all six four or shorter. Yeah. Said so team lack like size. Yeah, you're you're going to have problems defensively on the perimeter against a lot of teams. They they, they gave away a lot of size mm-hmm. to get these guys. And of that group, your two best defenders are Melton, who's out injured, and Kyle Lowry, who's thirty-seven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, you're right. You're right.
0: And and you saw Thursday. Just how the Knicks were able to just shoot right over those guys. Mm-hmm. How they were, how without Joel and B, it was just a party in in, in the paint.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whenever they weren't shooting over the, whenever they whenever they weren't shooting over these guards, over these little guards,
1: because now the ball they have up. to overreact to the and overextend themselves on jump shots because they can shoot. You've been shooting over them. Mm-hmm. Up fake one dribble. I'm at the rim without Joel and B to protect it. Exactly.
0: Un- unfortunately, Paul Reed just doesn't have the, in- uh, the intimidation that a Joel Embiid has. You, you know, mm-hmm. you get you get a Buddy Hield or a Tyrese Maxey to bite on a fake. Unfortunately, Mister Reed looks like barbecue chicken. <laughs> you I know, it, it, but you saw it though. I mean, you mm-hmm. saw it like I saw it. I, I mean, am I wrong?
1: That's harsh, because Paul Reed does play with effort. No, no, that's not that's not
0: me saying but that Paul Reed Joel is a and B
1: has he has physical gifts that not many have with his combination of size, athleticism, and timing. Yes, right. Not many people are going to be capable of doing what Joel can do as a rim protector.
0: Yeah, Paul Paul Reed is not Joel and B. That's not a knock on Paul Reed. That's just stating the obvious. You know, you know, Joel and B's out. Yes, you are going to drive. You know, if you have a lane to the to to the rim, you're going to drive to the rim. That's not me trying to necessarily come down on Paul Reed. You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it is it is what it is, and it just it it highlights the fact that the Sixers were not able to get a little bit more size at the end of the trade line at at the end of the trade deadline or at In
1: the buyout market,
0: that is, you know,
1: I don't don't necessarily know that Daryl Morey was looking for size.
0: No, that is true too.
1: I mean, you hear reports about he made calls about LeBron, and he made calls to Phoenix about Booker, Beal, and Durant, but you know, those are more like. Pipe dreams—you never, never, you know—are never really going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Like r- a realistic move, like maybe instead of trading for Buddy Heal, you try to put those assets into a Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. who's a little bit bigger, can play a little bit more defensively, or a guy like that. But eh, it is what it is. Yeah. This is where we are now. So you got to You got a backcourt of guys who can score the ball. Mm-hmm. They've been playing, especially Maxi and Heald in this system, are showing to be better playmakers than you would have thought. Neither of them is like a pure point. But they're moving the ball well. Ma- Kyle Lowry, I'm sure he's going to give everything he's got left.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, scared us a little bit on Thursday, getting punched in the face. Having to go
1: took that elbow right to the forehead. Your elbow to his forehead.
0: I'm sitting there like, man, I, I see that happening. I'm just like, man, we just can't have nice things, bro. <laughs>
1: his
0: first game. His first game is he, he about to joy. coveted and, and be and Melton on the bench. Mm-hmm. Real quick, crazy stretch to finish the month of February for the Sixers. They come out. They 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 come out. Lose against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They come right got back. night. got Cleveland on Friday. Then you got the Bucks, and then you got uh, the Celtics. That closes your month.
1: Mm-hmm. And if if I think, remember correctly, those would be what the top four teams in the East right now?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, that's who that's who you're looking up at. That's who you're looking up. That's who you're looking up to right now in the East. Right now the Sixers look at the Sixers are
1: looking up. They're in fifth place right now. Yeah, right now in the conference. Right now, Boston's the, first, Cleveland second, Milwaukee's third, and the Knicks, the Knicks are fourth. Four. Yep. And those four teams you have consecutively to end February coming out of the All-Star break.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Refresh my – Big man hurt.
0: We talked about it last week. Uh, refresh my memory. What are your thoughts on a seven-game series with New York?
1: If healthy, I think the Sixers would win, win that series. Even
0: without home court? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. If Embiid is healthy, I, th- I give the edge to the Sixers in a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. But knowing B, then we're looking at advantage Knicks. Okay. 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 Yeah. So let's get to the part of last night's game, Thursday night game against the Knicks that I know you don't want to talk about. Oh, boy. Your man, Toby. (laughs) What about I, I, All right. So I want to, I want to, I'm pulling it up so I can make sure I get, I say this properly. Mm-hmm. No Embiid on the court, right? No Embiid. Maxi gets up 24 shots. Mm hmm. Buddy Hill gets up 15 shots. Yes, he does. Kelly Oubre Jr. gets up 14 shots. Mm hmm. Kyle Lowry's the new guy. He gets up seven shots. Mm-hmm. How many shots do you think Tobias Harris gets up? He, he's the one max player of this group. The max player. The only max player of this group. The veteran staple to this team. How, how many shot attempts should he get up?
0: How many should he get up? I, I know how many shots he took. Oh, I know. You I, 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 know I know how many shots he took. Uh, how many? I'm just. Saying, I gotta...
1: In a game with no MB, how many shots would you want Tobias Harris to take?
0: I don't want him to take no shots because I would
1: about it. No. <laughs>
0: Uh, He's got to take 20 shots.
1: He's got to be in, I'd say he's got to be in the 15 to 20 range.
0: 15 to 20. uh, 20 shots. he got to take 20 shots. He
1: took nine. Took nine, made made three. three. Made three. Finished with seven. That's, come on, bro. One for three from three, zero free throw attempts. That says to me you're not being aggressive at all zero free-throw attempts only nine field goal attempts you're, still, you're not you're not attacking at all
0: not attacking settling for jumpers-
1: mm-hmm. that is something I don't that so what happens when Embiid comes back and does Tobias just completely fade out fade out the picture then Cause Maxie and Buddy Heald aren't going to stop taking shots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what those dudes do. They take shots. I, I don't want. At this him. point, what's Tobias's no, role? Like I, seriously, I, what's Tobias's role I, I, at this
0: point? I don't. I don't. I don't understand him. That that that's just being me. That is just being honest. I do not understand Tobias Harris. I've never seen him. Sometimes you can, you, you you get that he's he's crucified for this deal that he that he signed. Mm-hmm. His career, his Philadelphia career, is defined by the 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 deal that he signed. He was it's signed salary cap be, court. yeah. It's not he, baseball, yeah. He was signed you- to be a max player. He was signed to be a max player. He had max player expectations, mm-hmm. and he has not delivered on that since that deal has come. He has played. He has had solid moments. He has had solid games. Mm-hmm. He has not had a solid career since being in Philadelphia, but he has had more than ample opportunities. Last night being one of them. You weren't an all star. You've been chilling for a week.
1: All right, let, let's let's say it. Let's say it plain, plainly. Over the last what four or five years that Tobias has been here,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. he has had Embiid's missed over the last five years. Let's call it ninety games. Mm -hmm. it's a lot of opportunity for Tobias to step up and say, I'm going to be the man tonight. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons in that stretch, he'd do his thing, but he wasn't looking to be like the number one scorer guy. Mm -hmm.
0: If there was one thing Ben Simmons would have done, if Tobias Harris showed any inclination to be the man, Mm -hmm. it would have been to feed Tobias Harris the ball. If there is one thing you could have counted on Ben Simmons to do, if 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 Tobias Harris was a legitimate and 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 so, someone you could count on, reliable scorer, Ben mm-hmm. Simmons would have made sure that Tobias Harris got the ball. He wouldn't have done anything else. He wide open layups, he would have passed it to Tobias.
1: Hmm.
0: but who am I, you know? I, I don't get him. And that's why that's why I had taken such issue with what you had said last last week. When he goes off in the free agency, if they were to bring him back with a reasonable contract, I'm like, nah, you know what? Mm-hmm. what what's done is done. What's, what's done is done. Maybe we all just need a clean break. You go off, you know, and, and
1: but that's the thing. If we had looked at Tobias in this over the same five-year stretch, making mm-hmm. twelve million a year, we'd be extremely happy with that. Extremely. It's all relative to the to the amount of money he gets paid, if because Tobias- the max contract makes it prohibitive in signing other players and bringing in somebody who is the star you need.
0: If Tobias Harris made reasonable money, he'd be Paul Reed. You want more from Paul Reed, but he is who he is.
1: That's what you would think of Tobias Harris. I I would say Tobias is a little better than that because he is a guy who's giving average double digits and Mm -hmm. been a solid, not great, but solid defender for you. Decent rebounder like he's not a bad basketball player. I don't think Paul Reed is a bad.
0: I I I know I made, I've I've made fun of him in in this show. But I made fun of
1: him. But, but I don't I don't believe that Paul Reed is a bad basketball player. But not but I don't even like making that comparison cuz honestly I think Tobias Harris is a far superior basketball player to Paul Reed. I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying they're comparable talents. Tobias Harris is a good basketball player. Mhm. Paul Reed is a passable pro. He's a functional pro. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris is a good basketball player. He could be a starter on a winning team. Just don't. He's been a,
0: he's been a but, starter on a winning team.
1: No, I want to say I mean a team like no, Tobias Harris could all. be a starter that could be on a team that wins it all. Okay, as okay. your fourth or fifth option. Right. he plays good basketball just don't ask him to be in a situation where he has to't up and carry anybody because don't ask him he to doesn't be have the that option. Le- he doesn't have that level of assertiveness or aggression to it can't be the option right
0: I just that yeah he was awful yesterday mm-hmm He was awful in a situation where you didn't need him to be. You needed him to be better than awful. You needed him to be solid. He could have been solid. Mm -hmm. There's nobody. It's not like he went up against a New York team where there's one guy. Like Julius Randle wasn't even playing.
1: That's probably a plus for the Knicks though, in all honesty, in my opinion. what,
0: What I'm saying is. It's not like you can take a look at that Knicks Knicks front court and say, okay, this is why Tobias struggled.
1: Yeah, like I said, Randall being out is probably a plus for that team.
0: That's because you just don't like
1: Randall. I like guys that play good basketball. That needs to be a show.
0: That needs to be the Jonesy Bad Basketball Show. I need, I need your all bad basketball team. <laughs> oh, no. May I need a, a the Jonesy Bad Basketball team? And I'm not talking to like take all the scrubs from the team. I'm like teams, uh, a team filled with players that 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 people can make arguments that these guys are superstars. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, I know. But did did you believe play like, like, like a Trey Young? Trey is Trey Young a, a good example? Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Shot selection. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. Yeah. They don't even get me started.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show needs to happen. That show definitely needs to happen. Anyway, down the stretch, Six has got a crazy uh, month of December. Uh, month of December. Excuse me. Month of February. Cleveland, Milwaukee, Boston. End the month of February, then go into March and try and get this playoff uh this playoff run going. We'll see. I still don't know what to make of Joel and B. I
1: mean, Mm -hmm. this is the Sixers. We're not gonna know. That when it comes to injuries and health, we've been through this before. We're not gonna know until he's a day or two away from suiting up. Then they'll be like, okay, he's going to play in a day or two. Mm, yeah, but I'm, until then, we're not going to know. I'm not
0: a fan of that. I'm definitely not a fan of that. It's But it, it's what we got. Spring trainers getting, getting ready to start. Philly's getting ready to start. We got, we got to dedicate a whole show to the Phillies. Absolutely. That might, that might mean what? you have to put in a, a, a call to, to, to our girl,
1: Renee. Uh, absolutely, but I got a basketball question for you still. Okay, what's up? Sixers right now in the fifth seed. Mm -hmm. Based on what you've seen post buyouts and trade deadline, you think they hold on to a playoff spot? Do they fall to the play-in or are they done? Um, Hmm.
0: Sixers are currently lost ten of thirteen. That's mm-hmm. so, what I mean. This is a real question. I I could see it happening. I could see it happening because right now Sixers are at thirty two and twenty three, mm-hmm. in the fifth seat. Who's in the Indiana, seventh spot? Seventh spot is Orlando at thirty one and twenty five.
1: So they're not very far behind you. No. Seven seeds a playing spot. Yes,
0: I could see them slipping to the pl- to a plane, uh, because I mean they 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 don't have a lot of leeway room. Who's at the tenth spot? Th- tenth spot is Atlanta, twenty four and thirty one.
1: So you should be able to stay above
0: them. Yes, tenth seed is Atlanta, thir- uh, twenty four and thirty one. Ninth seed is Chicago at twenty six and thirty. Right now, what I'm looking at is Indiana at 32 and 25, Orlando at 31 and 25, and Miami at 30 and 25. That's your six, seven, and eight seeds.
1: Mm. So Sixers could theoretically end up as low as the eight seed with a bad stretch.
0: Yeah. And they're in a bad stretch right now. And they got three Mm -hmm. more real tough games coming up.
1: So, how do you see it playing out?
0: Sixers could be in the eight-seed come March 1st.
1: Hey, Just lost in the mix. And then it's re- reasonable to assume they'll be underdogs in each of the next three games as well.
0: hmm
1: And, yeah, you could, by the start of March, be at the eight-seed. Yeah. Yeah, and hoping you don't go into uh, Eagles like tailspin throughout the rest of the year. Yeah,
0: uh, well, I, I would, I wouldn't call it an Eagles type tailspin because it seems like that was that was a, a that was a case of a lot of people, a lot of people's heads. This is mm-hmm. strict. This, because well, I'm not gonna say it, strictly. The Embiid injury, but that's
1: this is mostly the Embiid injury. I'm speaking strictly in terms of what's happening, what's going to happen yeah, to the record, yeah, and the, the record. record.
0: Yeah, what well, what I am
1: saying is, so I get the difference stylistically of how yeah, I'm strictly yeah. speaking about the record and what happens.
0: Yeah, record wise, yeah, we we could be looking at another late season tailspin. Mm-hmm that'll have, you know, lead us into the summer right in time, right in time for the Phillies to start letting us down.
1: <laughs> nah, that team I actually trust. Y- you trust the Phillies? Bare minimum playoff team, absolutely. Okay,
0: all right, all right. Well, look,
1: I, I, I think. And they've shown that once they get to the playoffs, they're good for a round or two at least, that mm-hmm. they perform in the postseason. Mm-hmm when they stop performing is
0: a whole nother story but they will perform <laughs> mm-hmm. they'll perform in the postseason until they just stop performing correct but it, but it is it is what it is man real quick before i before we uh get out of here man what do you think of this this craziness with the eagles
1: I don't know is that I I mean this depends on which craziness we're talking about if we're talking about D Gunn saying Jalen hurts may not have handled all the distractions in the big contract and superstardom the best that's believable that actually Mm kind of was visible during the year Mm -hmm. um some guys on the squad might not have been happy with that, mm-hmm. yeah. I could see that too, yeah. I, do I I'm sorry, go ahead. Do I think these are like things that'll destroy your team? No, mm-hmm. no. As far as
0: well, real quick, before, I, you, before, go- you, before, you, before you before you uh make that one point, I just feel like as far as Jalen Hurts goes. There's a place where you can live where you can respect somebody but also admit that you would not do their job the way they're doing. Like, I read somewhere where people said that Fletcher Cox did not like Jalen Hurts' demeanor. Mm -hmm. But I did not read and I think people... I did not read into that thinking that Fletcher Cox was down on Jalen Hurts. That's more Fletcher Cox saying, hey, you know what? I wouldn't do that if I was in that situation.
1: Yeah, that's not what I got from it. It wasn't "I okay. I wouldn't do that. It's a, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're not connecting with your teammates right now mm-hmm. type of thing. That's what I got from it. It's not like, oh, I would just, not just a, I would do this different type of thing. It wasn't like.
0: Mm,
1: that's, what he's, you, that's what you ran into.
0: That's right. what you to like,
1: like that doesn't become a thing where a fairly serious, stern guy like Fletcher Cox, veteran, been around for a while. I don't think he says that unless he realizes he wants it. You think it's because he, he wants it to be different. He need, he needs, like, I don't think it's just about him. I think it's about, excuse me, about he's seeing like, okay, yeah, I get it. You don't want to be too high or too low, mm-hmm. but at sometimes you're the leader. You got to be the one that's injecting the juice into this team. Mm-hmm. Like you never see Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes get too high or too low but you do see them fire up their guys when they need to Mm -hmm. or or get into somebody when they need to. Jalen Hurts is sitting there straight face with his jacket on, on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. That's not like in a sport like football, Mm -hmm. you can give off more energy. You can give more energy to that without Mm -hmm. it being getting too high or too low. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, say
0: I, I. I just think that it's it's more. I I took that as I took that to mean, hey, you know what? I I would do it differently, but respecting the way Jalen does the way Jalen does it. But you know, yeah, that's I, not I, I hear that's what I'm what 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 saying. Hold on, hold on, hold
1: on. Respect because you threw in something right there. You said, but respecting the way Je- I I respect the way you do it. That's not what was written in the article. Mm-hmm. He said, what was written in the article was, I don't like how you're doing this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you're adding a layer that wasn't given to it. That there was at no point was it saying, "Well, I respect how you're doing." It. The, the it was position all. that was, that was presented was, "I don't like how you're doing this."
0: Okay, well, I well I will say, if 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 I may refrain without without adding a layer, I don't necessarily take, "I don't like the way you're doing this" as a sign of disrespect.
1: Uh, not saying it's disrespectful, mm-hmm. but
0: or or as, as to mean, I I don't take. I don't like how you're doing this as a way of saying I don't respect how you how you how you have done it. I just don't like it. But nonetheless.
1: But I right, all, right, all right. So let's take the idea of respect out of it. Because okay. it's not about respect. Okay. It's it, it's about what works and what doesn't. What mm-hmm. can win, what motivates this team. Mm-hmm. It's I don't think because respect makes it seem like it's about Oh, I don't like you, Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's the issue. Well, I think the issue is your personality is flat, and you got to get this team some juice. Mm-hmm. Well, like off the field, I, I we, off the field, I like you. You're a great guy. Cool. That I don't think that's the issue. You see what I mean? Well, I, I,
0: no, I, I do see. I do see what you what you mean. But I guess in the way this offseason has has as transpired, how things have gone down. Who respects who is part of the story, or at least part of the storyline. It's a narrative. Whether or not a locker room has been lost. If the locker room has been lost, who lost it?
1: Mm, But, and and see, that's the thing where what we're being told is Fletcher Cox's issue with Jalen Hurts was he saw him losing the team, saw him losing the locker room. You're not giving these guys what they need. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I can take the respect out of it. It's about what Fletcher, who's been around for a while, mm-hmm. is able to see happening with the way he's connecting when reaching his team. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm that's what I read from it. Okay. Not mm-hmm. that not mm-hmm. not a matter of malice or anything else. Fletcher's mm-hmm. a guy who's seen a lot of different quarterbacks in his tenure with us. That's true, too. So the you malice is... Quarterback. The ma- the
0: problem is the malice has been added by us. That's... What, that's mm-hmm. uh, The malice is, is has been added by people with pens and papers and tablets and, and... And that's and the microphones thing I, I... And, and,
1: and, and, and that's what I mean. I try to ignore the... Like, if the player didn't say that part,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can't count that as a factor. I'm working mm-hmm. based on... Like, Fletcher Cox, I know, is a guy who's been through mm-hmm. Sam Bradford... Nick Foles, mm-hmm. uh, Carson Wentz. What other quarterbacks have been around while he was here? It's been a couple. Was he here when Vic was here? Still, yeah, I think he was.
0: Might have been here for Vic. Mm-hmm. Might have been. Here he's for- been
1: through a few quarterbacks. He's seen the ups and downs. What rallies mm-hmm. a team? What doesn't rally a team? Winning seasons, losing seasons. So when <laughs> Fletcher comes to you and says, "You might need to do something to reach these guys." What I'm hearing is Fletch say, yeah, you're just not being effective. Whether I like it or not, it ain't working.
0: I hear you. And then it's, it's just hard to – it is hard to make out what is going on with this team, where this direction is going. Got people uh, from outside media outlets, outside of the the outside of the market. Your the boy Craig Carton says he knows what's wrong with the Eagles. He's just not going to tell us.
1: Well – If you're a reporter Mm -hmm. who's not reporting anything, I have nothing, no reason to form an opinion. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, Craig Carton is an admitted Eagles hater. Yes. So anything he says with the Eagles, I'm going to take with a grain of salt. And I'll leave it at this. Do your research and form your own opinions about Craig Carton personally on your own. I won't go there. But look, it's fair to say there are many people who take anything he says with a grain of salt simply because it came from him.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, uh, was with some negativity this week is your favorite uh pro QB turn analyst, Chris Sims.
1: What, because he said Jalen Hurts is overrated? Yes. He is overrated.
0: He is? Mm-hmm.
1: In what way? What do you mean? In what way? No, I mean, he had one good. He had one good season. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's top three quarterback in the league." He had one good year.
0: Okay.
1: Wasn't he? Who, wasn't who, put, actually him, a,
0: who put him in top three?
1: That was all the national talk after the last after last season mm-hmm. and after the Super Bowl oh, oh, oh. year. After the Super Bowl year, mm-hmm. all the talk was Jalen Hurts is a top three quarterback.
0: But do you you don't believe that? that,
1: that that's start- o- that's overrated not saying he's bad the definition of overrated is
0: I understand the definition of overrated <laughs> so you saying was that the context in which Christians made his comment
1: he used the word or, overrated no I'm I'm, say, I'm, say, I'm I, saying I'm saying I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on that okay. I read I read it didn't hear it okay so reading it not hearing it you can't I can't take pick up everything in his tone but mm-hmm. reading it I'm going to take it in face value. If okay. you say, if, if people are calling him a top three, top five quarterback, and he's really number nine or number 10, that's overrated. That's overrated. Okay. I hear you. I hear and you. And remember, I'm the guy during that great Super Bowl re- season, we used to sit here and debate with you. I would tell you, I probably thought they were somewhere eight to 10 guys who could do what Hertz did with that mm-hmm. roster. Yeah,
0: yeah, but he he had you doing a lot of mid culpas last season, though, man.
1: Well, not the this, this season before, then during the Super Bowl season. Not really. He, I had questions. He answered them, mm-hmm. and I never wavered from the position that as much as he had stepped up, and he's improved as a passer more than anyone I'd ever seen do it that fast. Mm-hmm. I maintained my position. I probably thought there were seven to ten guys in the league with the same roster who would look just as good. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. roster last year was loaded. Mm -hmm. it's the the brock purdy thing you put all those pieces around it with the play caller knowing how to use the pieces Mm -hmm. all the quarter the quarterback doesn't have to make great plays just don't make bad ones you know Mm -hmm. make the four yard pass the receiver will take it an extra 20 Mm -hmm. you know make the check down to the running back he's going 15 yards hand it off 20 times your O line is going to get you 150 Russian yards today. All of that was going for the Eagles last year. So, in, so in
0: the end, before we get out of here, what are exactly, what are you listening to? What, what should make sense? And what, it, I mean, of all, the, of all the talk, is there anything that, that worries you about this team? Or is it
1: just, you know, it's February. It's the end of it's February. It's February of Philly sports. Um, Only thing that really worries me is is does AJ Brown get fed up with it all? Mm -hmm. Is Is that or is is that that not not his Twitter account? That's what that's but and I don't that's I don't even mean it like AJ Brown gets mad at his teammates or even the fans, just the daily grind of the stuff you hear Mm -hmm. from local radio stations. especially the one that airs some of the Eagles games you hear some of the wildest takes from these guys these days
0: yeah
1: and so I mean yeah I don't I don't blame players if they get frustrated with some of the reporting that happens here mm-hmm.
0: I hear you I hear you we can't afford to lose AJ Brown and I feel like it's kinda uh, it's the there have been a lot of diva wide receivers over the years. And I'm not and this is not me calling AJ Brown a diva, but what I'm saying is it has happened so often and it has happened so much over the years that whenever you see a wide receiver doing anything close to complaining, there are going to be people who say, oh, he's just being a diva. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just fits the mold. Whereas there is a place where you can just be tired of what the media is saying. Because we complain, we complain about lazy and made-up narratives in the media all the time. And we act as if these players should just be immune to them. Like they don't have radios like they don't have. They don't have phones. They don't have tablets. They ain't on Twitter just like we are. They ain't on, you know, it. they ain't on social media just like we are. So you sit. So what one I, I I still don't know if this is that man's real Twitter account. But nonetheless, if he's sick of some of these crazy uh, crazy storylines, how can you really be mad at that? How can you really take issue with that? It is what it is. It is a crazy storyline. In the end, this team's got problems. They need to fix it. But ain't too much they can fix right now because it's February 23rd.
1: Hmm. I mean actually this is the time to fix it.
0: Well, I mean you can't
1: This is the time to fix it.
0: I mean you can't fix them all right now.
1: Today? N- not officially. Did, yeah, it's
0: not official.
1: I mean, look, no, but yeah, I mean this I'm, is I'm, time, I'm but this is the time of year where howie earns his money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure howie, howie is working. How he's the one I I, it. You and I should the one that yeah, Howie's yeah. the one that's gotta fix it. If we talk yeah. about fixing it, Howie's the one that's gotta fix it. Whatever's yeah. going on, this is how this is this is the time of year to excuse me. This is the time of year to fix it. All that I'm in-house sure he, stuff, you don't fix yeah. that. You if you have a problematic roster, you don't fix it in November. It, mm-hmm. It's no. just stuck, it is what it is. You fix but that what, now.
0: But what I'm saying is the fact that the fact that we have not heard from necessarily heard from Howie or necessarily even heard real solutions yet does not mean that he's not working on fixing.
1: This is the Eagles. We're never going to hear anything.
0: Of course. But we're always going to... That's never going to stop us from speculating either, though. And talking about it and acting like they're not doing anything.
1: Uh, That's what I'm thinking. It is what it is. But that's... I know we got to get out of here, but I will say this. Mm -hmm. If you ever actually are of the opinion the Eagles are sitting back and not doing anything, you're an idiot who doesn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. Howie Roseman is one of the most active GMs in the league. That is true. That is true. He just doesn't leak a lot of stuff.
0: There you go. There you go. You learn how to keep things quiet when another coach locks you in a uh, supply closet on the other side of the building. You learn how to keep things close to the hip. It is what it is. Hey, y'all, you let us know what you think of this show. We thank you guys for joining us. Just talking a little bit of all-star, talking a little basketball, talking a little football with your boys. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on the Twix, at Jonesy and Brown, or at BITW Sports. Remember, you can download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Go to bitwsports.com. There's a list of all the places that offer the best in the world sports and offer Jonesy and Brown. You go there, and then you can download this podcast. My friends, right there next to me is my man, my mellow, my man in the plane, my mellow, my ace in the place, Mr. Mike Jones. I heard a long time ago down in the south they didn't want you is that true I don't know nothing about that you don't know nothing about that Uh okay well he's hot now and you know what happens when he gets hot but we we ain't talking about that because he don't know anything about that ladies and gentlemen That is Mike Jones. I'm John Brown. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the sports. And we'll talk to you later when it's time to talk some sports. Maybe that's next week. Maybe that's two weeks from now. Maybe that's three weeks from now. But whenever we feel like picking up these microphones and talking sports with you guys, we'll do that. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the Jonesy and Brown Show. Peace, y'all.
1: Dude. This podcast is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. To subscribe, download, and follow on social media, go to bitwsports.com. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown.